0: Welcome to The Breathe Podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and creativity. We interview artists from all walks of life to discover how faith plays a role in their art and expression, hoping to encourage you to live a life of creativity and faith. And now, please welcome your co-hosts, Derek Engoy, Christian Mendoza, and Kevin Horton.
1: Yup, yup. Welcome back the Breathe Faith and Creativity podcast. And welcome to June, y'all. Thank you for tuning in once again from Torrance, California. My name is Derek Engoy. Tuning in and chiming in from Long Beach, California, we got the voice man himself, Kevin Horton, on the ones and twos. Well, he's not DJing, but he's definitely flipping the script there on the vocals. What's up, Kevin? How you doing?
0: I was just thinking if I was DJing, I'd be like, (laughs) Lord, help everybody else because... The only thing I can spin is a dryer.
1: <laughs> DJ <laughs> Dryer. How's that? DJ Dryer.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely dry because dry rhymes with fly.
1: Fly guy in the house. And of course, from Cerritos, California, we got Christian Mendoza. What up, Chris? How you doing?
2: Hey, hey, what up,
1: guys? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so it is officially June. Um, we'll see if we'll have the traditional June gloom as they call it, but we'll see. Hey, Kevin, how has your last week been?
0: It's been definitely not gloomy. Well, that's all right. I say.
1: <laughs> Every time, man, I'm, I'm thinking you're going to keep going on, but hey, short and sweet. I love it. I love it.
0: That, that's it. I am a man of few words and I am. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, Chris, You're how you
1: doing here. <laughs> How you doing, Chris? How about you?
2: <laughs> uh, chilling. I actually got to hang out with uh, Shane Hall, Emma Hall's husband, last week. Oh, yeah. I visited uh, Vintage Faith. Yeah, it was really cool just getting to meet Shane, uh, getting to meet the Breathe family, getting to kind of create and share that space as well. And, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Uh, we have an event coming up June 19th. Uh, I'll come up with the specifics for the next episode so we can let the the audience know what it's all about. and. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of How about you? How's
1: your week? Oh, it was good. Uh as I said, I went to Knott's Berry Farm with the little one and uh saw Kevin at the very end. But man, it was cool. It was cool. They did a really great job of um, you know, being mindful of the pandemic. And you know, I know we're possibly at the tail end of it now with everything opening up at the you know, uh-huh. next week on the fifteenth of June here in California, of course. But you know, Jude had a great time. We we went on everything that he uh-huh. wanted to go to. I tried to convince him to go on some of the some of the more exhilarating rides, but of course, you know, he's a young eight year old and um, still trying to work up the courage. But we went on everything that he wanted to for sure. And it, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good uh good way to escape life a little bit and just kind of be a kid again. And so it was good. It was really good.
2: Yeah, actually, it's a perfect perfect segue to our, our icebreaker. So Derek, let's start with you. Okay, I mean, the world's finally opening. You know, the world's starting to open up. And who are some of your quarantine MVPs or some of the ones that kept you going despite, you know, uh, being in lockdown?
1: Yeah, for me, I definitely will say my family for sure. Uh, um, you know, we, I think like most people who have families, you spent a lot of time, especially yeah. with kids who who didn't go to f- school physically. They were all at home doing virtual learning and so definitely my family but i want to say specifically i'd say marissa for those uh, of you listening who don't know who marissa is she de- she's my wife and um and here's why chris marissa uh, was able to figure out a way to keep her small business running during the entirety of the pandemic and yeah you know not only awesome. yeah and not only keep it running it's not like she was you know you know like like drifting by just hoping to last but she yeah. was able to grow yeah, she's crushing it. Yeah, and she grew her cu- her customer base. She even grew to the point where she had to hire some help. And so, you know, in this last uh, couple weeks, the last month or so, she actually hired someone to help her because she's only in the shop, you know, like four times out of the week, and so she needed someone else to be present and so she brought on someone new um it's been remarkable seeing what marissa has been able to do with good morning cactus of course good morning cactus is the name of her plant and succulent business but you know it's been encouraging especially as we navigate toward opening our own coffee shop it's been encouraging to see what she's been able to do and perhaps maybe some of the wisdom and some of the help that she would provide the coffee shop so yeah i'd say my family
2: oh yeah definitely how about you kevin uh who, who are some of your quarantine MVPs or your quarantine family? You know, the ones who kind of kept you going despite uh, being a lockdown.
0: Well, I have to say, Pastor Michelle Buck. Yeah, one of them. shout
1: outs to Pastor Michelle.
0: Pastor yeah. Michelle, she was she was like my rock because she she just has a way of steadying you and pointing you in the right direction. And give you a correction when you need it because you you get the look from Michelle. And she knows what I'm talking about when you get the look from Michelle. It's that little tilt of the head where you realize, hey, you need to realize who God is and what he's doing in your life and to focus on the word. So she always encouraged me to do all of that, to look back and see that where I felt uncertain last year. And now I look back and go, look at all the places that I was able to go. And I keep telling everybody, what a year. And then I look at somebody else and go, was that a year? And I make them laugh, but I look back and I wasn't sure if I was going to make it because all the uncertainty, <laughs> but step by step, I made it. And that's one person I can thank directly is Pastor Michelle. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah, what about yeah, your Chris?
2: Uh, for me, it'd probably have to be, it'd probably be uh, my stepmom mm. for sure uh even though we we even though i kind of converted to christianity and she still remains catholic we actually talk about religion a lot more and and it's not a combative in a combative way nice we're just talking about just universal philosophies oh what'd you guys talk about in the sermon today oh what'd you talk about the sermon and we're talking about you know the podcast and this and that and she actually is starting to uh yeah, she's like, oh, that's really cool. Like the topics that you guys discuss, you know, that's a lot of, you know, the, some of those things that we don't even want to discuss at church because it's too, hmm. it's too controversial. And for us to be able to talk about it, because before we never did, right. and and so we're starting to meet together. You know, we're seeing eye to eye. We're actually talking a lot more about religion than we ever did. Nice. And so yeah, I have to say, it's my stepmom, man. She's got my back, and it was actually her birthday the day after my mom's, oh, which wow. was, uh, Tuesday. <laughs> so happy birthday yeah. to my stepmom. So that, that kind of adds to the confusion, but yeah, much love to her. And yeah, it was her birthday the week prior. And so yeah, happy birthday uh, to the Ruth. Happy birthday. Yeah. Okay. So before we get on to the rest of the show today, uh, don't forget, you know, we do have a brand new Instagram page and thank you to everyone who has recently connected with us through Instagram. Uh, but if you're not following us yet, Please make sure to check us out for news and updates, and our IG handle is at podcast. and help us by spreading the word.
0: And I just want to take the time to remind everyone to rate and review our show on Apple Podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Let us know how we're doing. I want to sound like Barry White here. Yeah. Yeah. Short time. Yeah. <laughs> You can even list out some questions you may have that you'd like us to address on future shows, and we'll do our best to get to them in a timely manner. And dramatic pause. Make sure you hit the subscribe button (laughs) to get notifications every time we release a new episode. You just love my dramatic. You said I was a man of few words. Now you can't shut me up. (laughs) Someone get the muzzle, y'all. He's talking too much now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, off button, backwards means fool. Fool. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Foo fighter. <laughs> Hey, I also want to encourage you guys uh, to head on over to our Patreon page under my first and last name, Derek Engoy, and you can specifically support this podcast. You know, as we wrap up the season, I want to give a special shout out to those who are on our Patreon page and are executive producers of the show. You have helped to keep the show running this entire season with all of your support because it does cost money to keep this going. It's not like we put a microphone out and we just talk over it. No, there's some costs, that that administrative costs that go into to producing a show like this. So thank you so much for all of our Patreon producers, we are calling you. And if you are listening to this and if you've heard us mention this all season and maybe there's a little nudge on your heart saying, you know what, maybe this is the time, maybe you've been trying to figure out a reason why. Well, hey, uh, this is this is it. I know we're going on break, but we're still going to push out some bonus episodes. We're going to ramp up for season three at the end of the year. And so uh, we're going to need a ton more support. And so something... as as little as one dollar will go a long way. One dollar a month will help us. We also have tiers of three, ten, and twenty. Each tier comes with a thank you bonus um, uh, gift, as well as uh, different um, accesses that you get. Accesses is that the word? Different access to material that you won't get in the public, like uh, full length interviews. You'll get original music that we put on the show and things like that. So if you have it in your heart and if you can afford it in your budget to support us at least one dollar a month we would greatly appreciate it again head on over to patreon.com forward slash derek and and hey thanks ahead for your love and support
2: okay so for this week's episode of the brief podcast uh rather than featuring you know the typical artists that we don't really do uh i decided to kind of interview a philanthropist uh We've always stated that, you know, it's take your gifts and talents in order to help the community. Mm-hmm. And so this lady that, you know, her art is actually providing shoes for, uh, for kids, you know, in need in the Orange County, Los Angeles, and of course, Long Beach area. It's the founder of the nonprofit, His Little Feet, and also the current reigning Miss Long Beach from Long Beach, California, Halle Wolf.
1: Wave those but, hands.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is one thing is uh, community is something that we've always brought you know, a lot of attention to pretty much from the very start of your very first episodes before you even brought Kevin and I on Derek. Yeah, And so I decided, hey, let's bring, not only are we going to bring someone in local, but someone who's been doing it for quite some time. And, you know, like Marissa, like Pastor Michelle, she too, and her nonprofit have been making strides during quarantine. I mean, they've they've reached their seven year milestone. They've also given out a million dollars worth of shoes. That's awesome. And that's something that, You know, I'm like, dude, we we should spotlight not just her, but his little feet as well. But uh, yeah, one of the questions that I'd like to talk about is we're all creatives. I mean, let's go ahead with you, Kevin. Uh, What are two of the most exciting creative projects that you have going on that are going to impact the community? What do you have going on?
0: Well, one that I can think of that as of the airing of this podcast will have already been released is uh, 20 years ago, I was working with a youth group in Long Beach and I worked with a young person at that time named Jeffrey Moore. And we talked and he was a very creative person and I encouraged him to study film. And he told me back then when he was 15 years old or so, or, or if I got the age wrong and made you older, uh, remember I'm <laughs> old and can't remember your age. So therefore that's good. So when I, when I did that, he said, well, when I become a director, I'm going to give you a part because I like your voice. That was 10, 15 years ago. Mm. And, and he made good on that promise. And, and he has come out with a film called which was originally called You Ride, and it was um, a rideshare go wrong. So it's a it's a it's a thriller. It's changed its name to Final Stop, and it's now released on iTunes. Nice. And he made it on his promise. I, I have ninety seconds of fame in a ninety-minute <laughs> 90 film. So you you bet I'll be playing that ninety seconds over and over. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I got a chance to do it, and I think that will, really will impact the community because you you don't realize how much. You help when you encourage one person, you impact a community. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Kevin. So that that took uh, two minutes, two projects length time to talk about one project, wasn't it? See, you can't shut me up. <laughs>
2: How about you, Derek? Any, any uh, creative projects that you're excited to, like what's the world opens up that's going to impact the community?
1: Yeah, for me, number one, it goes back to the coffee shop. I know I've been plugging this away for yeah. the past uh, couple months now. But for those that don't know yet, I'm helping to open up a coffee shop in Culver City, and we're going to call it Vintage Coffee Co., And in addition to serving up some amazing specialty coffee, and I I like to talk myself up because, hey, I actually know what I'm doing behind the bar there, and you should be confident in your product. And so not in addition to that, um, part of our mission is to partner with local nonprofit organizations to help support what they're doing in the community. And so whether it be... After school programs or organizations that work closely with the houseless community uh, will be will we'll find ways to financially support those that are doing great work in the city. Um, in other words, instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, part of our mission is to help with what's already going on in our community. Uh, so actually the first and probably the ongoing group that we'll be partnering with is Laundry Love, which is a nationwide group that adopts laundromats. Uh, and helps to provide financial resources to help those struggling to wash their clothes. And the church I'm a part of operates a Laundry Love location directly across from where the coffee shop will be. So it's local, it's tangible, and it's meaningful for us. So that's definitely going to be one organization we're going to be partnering with Uh to financially help. And then another project that I'm constantly working on is the Definitive Soapbox, where we host monthly open mic nights for the community. It's always free. Yeah, always. it's always free. It's always dope. Um, but it's also an opportunity to provide a safe space for poets and artists to express their creativity on a consistent basis. Uh, Collectively as a group, we've been at it for nearly what, 15 years now in Long Beach. And we've been able to host the mics throughout the pandemic via zoom. And it's been pretty cool. And, you know, we're definitely looking forward to getting back to our in-person mics as soon as possible. But though, I would say those are the two, two uh, Uh, ongoing projects that I have that, uh, one that's currently going on, and then two that definitely will start taking uh some forward momentum as the pandemic uh, t- you know ends and the world starts opening up. How about you chris uh
2: nice uh well, one of them would be working with uh with uh Carrie Joy's husband john okay. uh, we're actually working up a business plan to start teaching uh children uh art. Nice. Uh, where it'd be That's like a nice. charter school type thing where I teach like eight kids for an hour and a half, like once a week or maybe twice a week, you know, kind of get, uh, you know, it's kind of me trying to get, uh, the whole like professional artist thing going, uh, work, work are ironed out. And so if I'm able to teach kids, what kids like once or twice a week, I'll be able to do my own thing as well. And so just to have somebody who's helped in the education, who actually knows what he's doing, he sees potential with me and says, Hey, let let me clean you up. Let me iron you up from a paper standpoint, from a business plan standpoint, and get you out to the kids yeah. because I believe that you know you should be helping them. And another one, I'm not going to lie, it's probably this one hmm. uh, because I'm able, you know, the podcast. It's yeah. me being able to express my feelings, and you know, I know you guys get to do it too, and. It's kind of an extension to, to church. It's an interactive Bible study, in mm. a sense, you know, where we take out some of the best universal principles that, you know, these people who have a really cool story to tell, you know, we're help breaking stereotypes. And I just love the fact that, you know, like this week, for example, we're going to do the Christian Beauty Queen. Everyone <laughs> already yeah. thinks that, oh, she's she's choosing between yellow and pink diamonds. No, 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 no. That's hardly the case. Yeah. You know, and so to be Arbery. able to break these stereo- <laughs> to, to be able to break these stereotypes and also to to know why she's doing it, like that's beautiful. That's yeah. the best part of the story. And that's what I love. I'm really excited about this podcast. Yeah. And so yeah, so continuing pretty much with the the entire theme of the podcast altogether, it's uh myth busting. <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're gonna tackle the myth of the Christian beauty queen. That's right. Uh founder of His Little Feet and the reigning Miss Long Beach from Long Beach, Wolf. Okay, so this week's episode on the Breathe It podcast, uh, we're going to continue our celebration tour, and this lady that I'm about to introduce to you, very mild-mannered, self-proclaimed introvert, right? But when it comes to serving the community, this lady is an extrovert, and over the course of quarantine, she and her nonprofit, uh, His Little Feet, have managed to hit major milestones. One million bucks, founder of his little feet, Halle Lynn Wolf. So, how are we doing? Great, thank you for having me, Christian. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna normally we're gonna start with an icebreaker, and this one it's pretty serious. Okay, so what would you do if you were in a small bedroom and the door opens up and 20 puppies just come <laughs> rushing in? What are you gonna do?
3: <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'd be on the floor with them and just letting them lick away and jump away and having a party.
2: Yeah. Cause I've noticed that you both or both you and your family, you guys are all animal lovers. And so I thought you would probably enjoy that oh, one. So much.
3: <laughs> like yeah. Little labs, little golden retrievers.
2: Yeah. So here we go. So, uh, so Hallie, uh, let's go ahead with your brief bio. I mean, Let's talk about yourself a little bit. I know it's a little uncomfortable, but more importantly, let's talk about your nonprofit, His Little Feet. Sure. Let's go. Let's go with it.
3: Yeah. I'm super excited for um, where God has me, where he, you know, where I've come um, from, you know, being raised. um, I'm one of seven. I'm Uh, the middle child. Oh,
2: wow. Seven kids.
3: Uh, (laughs) There was five girls and two boys. uh, And um, I was raised. You know, born and raised here in Southern California. I love paddleboarding. I've mm-hmm. designed hair for 25 years now, so I'm into the art thing.
0: Uh huh.
3: Um, I love getting together with friends, and then you know, I like reading and relaxing. So I like a lot of a lot of things in life, and uh, yeah, they're all pretty different, but uh-huh. nevertheless, you know, very full
2: and. So let's go ahead with his little feet. I mean, okay. let's let's. I mean, what is it? I mean,
3: sure. Um, so His Little Feet was um, was founded in 2014. Uh-huh. Um, I am a divorced single mom, and I have mm-hmm. three kids, and um, my younger two had outgrown some shoes,
0: uh-huh.
3: and they still look brand new. And I heard it was January 2014, and it was raining, and I heard that there were some kids at um, Jane Addams Elementary School that... Mm-hmm had taped up their shoes and they, they were falling apart and they didn't want water to get in their shoes.
1: Uh-huh. And
3: that didn't sit well with me um, yeah. that we had that type of poverty in our own city, in mm-hmm. our own backyard. Like you always think about, you know, poverty is overseas, third world country, um, you know, but n- I have never seen or heard about that in my own city. And so, um that night i like could not sleep it just kept going through my mind and so i knew god was like doing something mm. and so um i got my kids shoes and asked a couple friends for for uh shoes for this uh for the school and basically our first like 200 pairs came in our first shoe mm. drive and we delivered them to the school and they were thrilled um ah. yeah cuz the nurses had said that kids come in all the time tripping over their shoes and um, they're too big or their legs hurt. Their shoes are too tight.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: Just, you know, they weren't able to get through the day because they had some shoe insecurities going Uh on and it was like a regular occurrence. Okay. And so this, you know, fulfilled a need in the community that I never would have found myself. Mm. And I think it's, you know, God led, led us there. And in all honesty, the shoes have never stopped pouring in. Like yeah. it's been seven years and we're up to about 17,500 pairs have uh-huh. been given to, to kids in need. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's been such a grassroots organic, you know, um, we started a nonprofit like a year later and um It's been nonstop fun. It's been Yeah,
2: before we start getting into the history and your mission statement of His Little Feet, let's go ahead with your social media and your guys' contact information uh, to let the audience know uh, how to contact you guys in case they want to donate or help uh, in the future.
3: Sure, our website is hislitfeet at gmail.com. Well, hislitfeet.org. And then our email is hislitfeet at gmail.com. We have, we're on Facebook, Instagram, most of the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we have an account on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's where you could find us.
2: Yeah, that, that whole, I, I, I've I been noticing over the the pandemic. I mean, I see some of your posts, I follow you guys. And I saw that you said like one quarter of the kids or something like that. 25% of the kids that go to school in the inner city have ill ill-fitting shoes, you know? And that's pretty crazy to know that there's that many people or that many kids that are in need of shoes. And so it's really cool that, you know, you guys are providing that service for them. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask and that I wanted to share with the audience is what's his little feet's main goal and, and, and what, what is it that you guys promote?
3: Yeah. So um, our main goal is um, being able to word youth development, youth support. We, we, um, We want all kids to have socks and shoes that fit so they could get to school and play sports and do things that they would not have been able to do um, just by not having the right shoes. And so basically, we're all about community service. We're Mm -hmm. all about um, lifting up youth in hard places. Yeah, being God's hands and feet on the Mm -hmm. earth.
2: Yeah, one just, thing I noticed is that you guys don't really give out dress shoes. You guys are giving athletic shoes because I know you personally like to run, and and from talking to you in the recent past, I know that you guys are all about promoting a healthy lifestyle yeah. and making sure that you know that these kids are living an active lifestyle. I mean, could you go ahead and talk about that?
3: Sure. So, um, in 2000s, was it 16? We were. Mm-hmm giving out shoes at a shelter. It was Christmas time. And, um, yeah. Nike, um, was there volunteering also. Mm. And so they started donating athletic shoes. And ah. so that took his little feet to like a whole new level. And,
2: Oh yeah. Um, like corporate sponsorship or a corporate affiliation. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. They've partnered with us, you know, over the past few years and donated in every year they donate in you know, hundreds of thousand dollars worth of shoes. Oh wow! And so we, we got to take it to the next level based off of that support, you know, basketball Uh, shoes would come in and running shoes. And so um, being able to help put the whole team in new shoes is one program that we have in underperforming schools. And um, yeah, we've seen such an impact uh, where, where the kids receive shoes and they get personal records and they they begin to win championships.
2: Yeah. So what's all it feel sometimes. like to you when, when you go <laughs> to deliver those shoes to these kids that are totally in need? I mean, how does it make you feel? I mean, what, what what's their reactions when, when when they see all these shoes?
3: Yeah, it's like disbelief on their, on their face at first. Yeah. Where they're like, sometimes it's a surprise. The coach surprises uh, them.
2: It's like 20 puppies in a bedroom, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just it overwhelmed so, with love.
3: Yes they, um, yeah, they instantly, you could see it in their faces and they just start lighting up. And um, we also write a handwritten love note and put that that in each shoe. And so- Oh,
2: that's pretty cool a, too.
3: Yeah. An extra token of just to know, like, it's just not, you know, it's just not from the company. It's actually from someone who cares and, um, and supports them. And we've gotten good feedback that the notes have have really helped and people hang on to them for a little
2: while. Oh yeah. I mean, over the Christmas break, uh, during quarantine, I got a Christmas card from pastor Michelle and, and, and Rick. And that was something that I never got before, you know, from my Catholic experience. And so to have that personal touch on something like that, especially during a really desperate time, it means a lot to me and just for somebody to take the time out. So I understand what these kids, what you're trying to do with the handwritten note and also to how the kids feel. So that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so what let's, let's go ahead and let the audience know, uh, what areas does his little feet, uh, what, what areas do you guys suffer, uh, serve? Uh, serve.
3: Um, we just started in long beach and then we've ah. reached out to surrounding cities. So we serve in LA and orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, and then each summer we do one outreach overseas, uh, and we've uh, sent shoes to Africa, Philippines, oh, uh, Philippines. Mexico.
2: Yeah, Derek <laughs> yeah. brought
3: some to the yeah. Philippines. Oh, cool! One summer. Um, and then um, during uh, Hurricane Harvey in 2017, uh, we brought about a thousand pairs to uh, Houston, Texas. Nice, and so yeah, we're we're beginning to branch out slowly but surely all over the place.
2: Well, I mean, for sure, I mean, the the best thing is that you guys are kind of doing it from the heart first, serving God first, and then everything else second. So I could see how your steady ascension has been so rapid. Uh, One of the things that's really cool that I like about your organization is you kind of let me in on it and you guys actually have a His Little Feet alumni group. Isn't that crazy? Like Mm -hmm. I, when you told me about that, I was like, oh, that's cool. And you guys actually have interns. I mean, let, let, let the audience know about that too.
3: Oh yes. So, um, yeah, the city found out about what we're doing and, um, some of the teachers, professors at the university, um, in the, um, different departments, Mm -hmm. um, found out his little feet's doing some cool things and they want their students to get in on it. And so Mm -hmm. we've had 17 interns from um, university and from the high schools around just in the past three or four years come through and be able to spend a semester with us and learn what it is to run a nonprofit and how to build development and um, how to do marketing. and, And so it's been A really fun time to have the youth involved with it and some of the youth have done important things like they built our logo Uh and um and helped with social media and so yeah there's uh aspects of his little feed that not a lot of people know about Mm -hmm. but um it's our internship program
2: yeah, what's really cool is you're not just, you know, you're putting these kids to work and they're actually building skills and using their strengths. You guys are empowering these people to do what they do best. And that's what's really cool too. I mean, you're not just treating these people like, oh, they're just there, they're in the way. You're actually allowing them to help you and, and let your organization grow, which is really cool. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so one of the things that I just recently noticed is you guys had this. Event called Glitz and Glamour,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I thought that was really touching when I saw it, and when I got to know what it was all about. But you know, can you explain uh, to the listeners out there exactly what that was or what it is?
3: Yeah. sure sure. Um, this year, Olive Crest had uh, reached out to us, and they said, you know, um, kids and, have and gone through so, so much Olive this year.
2: Located before we go. Before
3: oh, okay, we go. so Olive Crest is on Woodruff in Bellflower. Oh, okay. It's one of their offices oh. and they have all of Crest serves, um, foster and adoption and then kids who are living in group homes. Oh, nice. And so basically I got together with Nick, the director, mm-hmm. and he said, um, yeah, we'd love to, you know, do something more for the youth this year. They've gotten through a lot. And I said, I'm all in it and I, I will help you. So we partnered up and we brought together, um, formal attire for youth for senior pictures for graduation prom they could use the attire for whatever they want they're going to a wedding but Uh, basically um, the community donated in um, brand new dresses and suits and and accessories and shoes and so it was such a fun event Mm -hmm. the the youth came out and got to go shopping and pick out glamorous dresses and really cool suits and um just they felt the love of the community coming together and some of the kids I think that um were the most touched by it were the kids living in group homes Uh because there's there's like four or five kids you know they live in the group home they haven't been able to settle down with the family and um foster care they're not adopted and they don't have a mom to go to the store and pick out you know expensive items. There's no money and there's, there's just no one there to do that. And so that's what we got to do. We, we got to act like their personal shopper and we brought them in and we got to talk to them about what they liked and their colors and Uh their style. And and yeah, just like Nordstrom's, we walked them through and picked out all their goodies for yeah. them. And
2: they got to go home. Nordstrom minus the piano player. You
3: know? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
2: so what's really cool is, is one of the things that I liked is that was actually my, my favorite activity with my mom is we would go shopping because my brother was always sick. And so I understand mm-hmm. what those kids feel like, you know, they're all, they're all alone. They're wondering what's going on. I don't, you know, they're they they might be a little depressed, or my brother was sick, and so my mom and I would go shopping, and that was my chance to be normal. So, especially mm-hmm. them in their situation, and then being in lockdown, that yes. must have been so, so heartwarming for those kids to actually be free, even just for a little bit, you know. Absolutely. And so, yeah, just just it's really cool that you showed compassion for those kids, and you're allowing them to kind of be normal just for a couple hours.
3: It was the funnest event and we're looking forward to doing it
2: again. So here's a big, here's here's another big question that I had for you. I actually haven't been asking people during the interviews because to me, it doesn't really matter, you Mm -hmm. know, just as long as I'm getting reciprocal energy and they're doing good things. But Mm -hmm. as far as spirituality, I mean, what's your religious background and who and what is God to you? Because I know you're very religious and so is your family. So, so go ahead and let (laughs) me have it. Okay so I know you lead Bible studies too and uh, do a <laughs> lot of devotionals and I'm like oh this is the lady to go to.
3: So I I love Jesus. I yeah. definitely he is my everything. Um I fell in love with him when I was 11 years old. Um and just hearing about his love and stuff. I walked with him as a teenager. Um and I fell away as a, as a, a youth. Cause I just mm. wanted to go out and party and have oh, yeah. a good old Lidia time and do things my way. Yeah, Of course. <laughs> but I'm a, yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian since I was younger and, uh-huh. um, I don't consider myself religious, but uh-huh. I do consider myself, um, a born again, um, non-denominational Christian, uh-huh. but I have a relationship with Jesus and that's my, um,
2: that's my spirituality. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, so let's go ahead. Okay. Now, now, audience, like this is the reason why I've, I've delayed this really for a long time. We're talking about her service because to me, it's the her actions of what she does, but you're actually the current Miss Long Beach. So <laughs> you're beautiful as well. I mean, so how does mm-hmm. that play a role with his little feet? You being Miss Long Beach.
3: Yes. Miss Long Beach. Um, so basically being Miss Long Beach, it's, it's a title and it's a place of service where we, we get to meet with the community and, and serve. So it's another type of servicing, but it's also a platform where I get to showcase his little feet. Um, basically, um, yeah, for a a whole year, we, since COVID shut down, Everything we basically have had not just one but almost two years as, um, mm-hmm. as a title holder and and so yeah, my service like time will be over. Yeah, <laughs> so lots like of <laughs> opportunity in two years. Yeah. Um,
2: okay, go ahead.
3: It's been fun because there we meet all kinds of you know, um, we meet the mayor and all kinds of people in the city, city council, mm-hmm. and it's really helped me uh, get to know. Um, everybody who runs the city a little bit more and um, and then be able to share with them that, hey, we found a need in the community and we are addressing it and let's all work together, yeah. you know, type of thing.
2: Yeah, I, I'm sure you guys are probably affiliated with like what, the Long Beach Grand Prix, maybe, uh, maybe I know the Long Beach Marathon was one of them. I mean, what yes. are some of the other events that you're part of because of his little feet and being with Long Beach?
3: Yes um we uh at christmas time be uh 2020 we were part of the Belmont Shore Christmas parade uh-huh. and uh that was really fun like 50,000 people come down to second street and uh, so do get you get to, to
2: ride in the car and do the yes. whole like the whole beauty <laughs> yeah. queen thing so how is yes. that to you because i know you're you're actually kind of shy you're naturally shy but do you get like anxious, or like what happens when you have to ride in the car with the with the grand marshal
3: yeah it's it's pretty amazing um it's pretty yeah it's been such an honor to to be a part of the the pageant and the service and all that stuff.
2: so I've noticed that you guys are pretty big. I saw like what are your recent posts that you actually have a staff you're at the head of the table and you're directing all these other ladies and you're pointing around and you guys are handling business. Like how big is your guys crew? And I mean, do you guys have, mm-hmm. or who, who is on your crew and who, who's your right hand and your left-hand ladies? Like, like, let's, let's oh. uh, give them some credit too. Who are they?
3: Absolutely. If this is not a, a solo job, it takes a village. I'm telling
2: To get $1 million worth of stuff. I mean, yeah, let's let your lady shine too. Who are
3: yeah, they? Yeah. So yeah, we have a full board. We have seven um, board of directors
2: mm-hmm.
3: and um, Susie Silvestri is my board president. She's actually wow. Mrs. Or she's Miss Southern California beach cities. So she's oh, wow. a title holder too. Um, and then um, when is my vice president of fundraising? Uh, Krista uh-huh. is our secretary. Um, we have um, Christina does development. We have yeah basically there's seven of us and we all have um you know they have their board position and then I'm the um executive director and basically they're my bosses they are the ones who tell me what to do and yes Yes. and the crazy thing is it's like we we don't sell anything and so everything is given so we do a lot of asking and um and it happens people who are awesome givers. They're generous and, and it's pretty miraculous to see the whole thing come
2: together. Here's one last question before we get onto the infamous lightning round, right? So, uh, let's say, what do you have to tell somebody, you know, out in the community that, or, you know, we're, we as a podcast, we're in full favor of community. I mean, what do you have to say to somebody who's thinking of starting a nonprofit or even joining a nonprofit organization in order to make a positive impact on the community. So what would you have to tell them right now?
3: I would have to say, um, yes, we need nonprofits. We need, um, there's lots of areas of, we need 10 more shoe nonprofits in all honesty. There's not a lot of people who do what we do. There's um, there's a lot of support for food. There's a lot of support for clothes, shoes, uh-huh. not so much. And so I say, Absolutely. Start by serving and then do it for a good year, build a team of people Mm -hmm. um, and then just be really dedicated to, to, you know, the friends and the, and the community. And, and then as you guys network, the whole thing just kind of
2: builds itself. Mm -hmm. So are you ready Hallie for the infamous lightning round? Let's do it. all right ready are you ready to get shot let's do it (laughs) okay here we go here we go (laughs) okay so this is the battle of the flaky breads buttermilk biscuits or croissants definitely croissants okay bike riding or running bike riding horseback riding or paddleboarding oh (laughs) paddleboarding okay texas or california
3: well, I love California.
2: <laughs> okay. Better hairstyle. Fabio from the Harlequin romance novels or Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> Achy Breaky Heart?
3: Oh, my gosh. Battle um, of the know, worst hairstyle. <laughs> uh, the mullets are back in. Let's do Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> okay.
2: There we go. Okay. Back to the future or the Goonies?
3: Oh, Goonies all the
2: way. Okay. Baby Found Yoda or old school Yoda?
3: Oh, definitely Baby Yoda.
2: Yeah, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda read for president. Oh man, <laughs> that's all <love laughs> I'm saying. Right? Okay, sushi or Texas barbecue?
3: Oh, that's a tough one. I I would say Texas barbecue. Okay, Some
2: smoke
3: so smoke brisket.
2: <laughs> uh, joy or happiness?
3: Definitely joy.
2: <laughs> okay, community or community? Absolutely community. <laughs> all right, so there you go, Hallie Lin Wolf from His Little Feet, current Miss Long Beach as well. Thanks for everything and thank you for serving the community. So thanks, Hallie. Thank you. All right, everybody. So that's Hallie's interview. Uh, Yeah, she's actually from the branch of Long Beach. I mean, let's go ahead and start with, with you, Derek. I mean, you were a pastor for a while. You worked with his little feet for a bit. I mean, what are some of the points that you'd like to bring up or what's something that you'd like to bring up about uh, his little feet and working with Hallie in the past?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, shout outs to you, Hallie. Thank you for jumping on the mm, podcast. Yes. Uh, taking time to tell your story. It, it, You know, since leaving the branch, we've connected here and there, but it was so great to, to hear your story again via your interview with Chris. So thank you so much. But yeah, one of the main things that stood out from the interview was Hallie's compassion. And you yeah. can hear it. You can hear it in her voice. You can hear it in the way she describes her nonprofit and the way that she engages the people she serves. And and that's a really important trait to have. And again, I, I, yeah. I use this word, especially in a divided culture that we have found ourselves in. Uh, compassion is important. And Unfortunately, the pandemic and everything that has occurred over the past couple of years really has shown how divided we as a nation truly are. And I mean, it's, it's one thing to have healthy disagreements, but it's another thing to allow those disagreements to muster up animosity toward one another. And we've really been at each other's throats these past couple of years, and it's unfortunate. Now, compassion. Of course, is yeah. extremely important if we're, you know, not only going to lend a helping hand, but compassion is important if, if we're going to truly find ways to live harmonious with one another, right? Compassion, you know, it doesn't necessarily sub, you know, doesn't mean we submit to another person's worldview and beliefs, but. Yeah. compassion allows us to see the other human being in front of us and it helps to move us toward healthy engagement and relationship and and you get that in Helly's story and you know her compassion for youth and kids who struggle to have adequate shoes became the catalyst for his little feet so compassion can truly go a long way and it's definitely a trait that many don't have and we should all strive to develop in our lives yeah
2: how about you, Kevin? Was there anything that you wanted to bring up about his little feet or how?
0: Well, one thing that stood out for me is with her becoming the reigning miss long beach and I think about competitions like that you have you have to be focused in a, the competitions like that it doesn't look like you're focused but that but a, a laser focused in those kind of competitions. Mm-hmm gives me an example of somebody who's goal, goal oriented. They look at the prize and they go after it, irregardless of the result. And so she was successful in becoming Miss Long Beach. And I applaud her because she used that platform in a way to look at this other need and learn about what an element of service and then to Use her goal-oriented business sense to work toward this goal of providing shoes, mm-hmm. and, and it, like you said, Derek, it talked about compassion. It talked about uh, there's a goal-driven nature in her that I see because I've, I've talked to her several times, and she's outspoken, but she's goal-oriented. Yeah, yeah. And there's somebody, but uh, as my dad would always tell me, the turtle will win the win the race. <laughs> So always, sometimes the quiet person that doesn't that doesn't talk loud enough, eventually wins the race, and then they do it quietly, and then they go, "How'd you end up over the finish line? Uh, I walked." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it shows me that you you never un you never underestimate somebody, or you never look at the book. So, do you want to hire me? I can't even talk. <laughs> Don't judge a book yeah. by its
1: cover, Kevin. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that
2: was last week's episode. <laughs>
0: and I, I, I apparently I'm talking like a book, so therefore, just one volume,
1: please. One, one here. It's okay, Kevin. When you stumble, you can always flip the page. It's okay.
2: Flip. <laughs> yeah. So, like, one of the things that I liked was just the humble beginnings of his little feet. Yeah. You know, I teach. I teach her son. The dude's like 5'10 and he's 13. So I could see how their shoes, like they could outgrow their shoes like yeah, really quick, sure. right? And so she both had she and her daughter's or he and her daughter's pair of shoes. They're in still good condition. And it went from two pairs of shoes to actually giving out 17,000 something, getting a, a Nike corporate sponsorship over the course of seven years. And yeah, she's serving like, like the inner cities of LA uh like the inner cities of long beach in orange county as well and it's just really cool to see that growth and in, in a way that's you know both like she and marissa's business like it's they're almost like bottles for us to kind of be like hey maybe we could be like that get established hit major milestones yeah because they've done it they're they're part of our you know like energetic crew or the people that we chill with like we could get it too, you know and so it's pretty cool to see that the ladies Doing it strong during the quarantine and not only just swimming, but surviving. So that's what I really like. Uh, any other points, Derek, that you wanted to
1: bring up? Yeah, you brought it up in the interview how she was able to grow her staff and her board. And, you know, that speaks to the tenacity that she has and the belief that she has in this product. In this case, it's the nonprofit. And, yeah. you know, I used to direct summer camps a couple of years back for another nonprofit. And I reached out to Hallie and said, hey, look, we got about, oh, I'm not sure about the numbers, but we got about maybe 300 kids uh, Uh between high school and middle school students who come to our summer camp. And I'm wondering if his little feet would be able to hook these kids up uh, with some Uh pairs of shoes. And Hallie came through, man, like you're talking about upwards of 300 kids. They were able Uh to acquire shoes, 300 pairs of shoes for these kids, ranging from sixth grade all the way up into 12th. And, Uh you know, obviously that's not an easy task to acquire 300 pairs of shoes. And, you know, I, I think when you hear what his little feet is doing and you just hear, Oh, they're giving out so many pairs of shoes. You think, Oh, oh they're, you know, they're getting, you know, pro wing. Well, they don't have pro wings anymore, but you know, they're, they're getting these Payless yeah. shoes or anything like that. Well, Payless doesn't even exist anymore, but, but no, you're talking about like, like I, I remember one of the students that I was talking to and these kids who come to these camps uh-huh. are from, you know, either broken homes, low-income families, um, just kids who are struggling. And that's the criteria. Like, you know, kids who are well-off can't make it to these camps. It's We're trying to, you know, the the organization tried to provide a safe space for kids to come during the summer for those who can't really afford things. And so I was talking to one of the kids, and I believe – what the shoe? The pair of shoes that this particular kid got was a pair of uh, at the time whatever the latest release of the LeBron James were. Dick. And you and so you're talking about high caliber shoes like Kobe's, okay. LeBron James, some KD's, you know, yeah. and, and other you know obviously non you know sponsored Nike or or athlete you know Nike shoes. Yeah, after yeah, well.
0: after yeah,
1: you know, and so. Again, to to be able to spearhead, and this was just a simple request. She didn't say no. She didn't say, "Oh, I don't think so." She said, "Let me see what I can do." Uh-huh. And you appreciate that about her. And you know, I could just imagine all the schools that his little feet partner with. And yeah, you know, there, there, I don't know where they're at right now, but just knowing her backstory. Yeah. And like you said, Chris, having been her pastor for a season, and knowing the direction that His Little Feet was going, they they had this goal to serve every single school in the Long Beach Unified School District. And I'm not sure if they're there yet, but they were definitely serving a ton of schools uh, back yeah. when I was still connected to the Long Beach um, community. And so, you know, you admire that in someone like Emily. Yeah. You admire her her tenacity and her drive to get things done. And I guess it's what you were saying too, Kevin earlier it's her, it's it's her you know she's goal oriented and I don't think it's just for the sake of being goal oriented to check off a box but it truly comes from a heart of care and compassion toward these kids
0: and I say passion too passion. Yeah. passion it's passion she's passionate
1: Yeah absolutely so I'd say that too Chris yeah
0: Okay uh any other points Kevin She just really teaches me to stay on task I mean I know about you and Derek there's times when, at least for me, I'm on the couch thinking, I need to exercise. Stay on target. I need to exercise. <laughs> the you know when I end up exercising? I exercise my muscles to go over to the refrigerator <laughs> in the freezer, pull out the ice cream, <laughs> put it in the bowl, and to go back there and to eat the whole thing. But then I, then I realize that when the scale tells me only one person at a time, like I mentioned last week, Yeah. Uh, there's a cause and effect of things. It, it's caused. I keep eating that. It, it affects the scale. <laughs> you burn. You burned five calories getting all that
1: done, but then you put on three hundred calories with all those treats. And that's
0: a lot of work to burn those <laughs> calories. For
2: real. Please yeah,
0: send um, money because I really don't know. Uh, I just I need a scooter to get from the couch to the to the refrigerator because <laughs> it's a lot of effort.
2: Oh man, don't be that dude, Kevin, with the scooter <laughs>
0: with the broken leg. Nope. Well, where I work, you know, people in scooters run everybody over, don't they, Derek? Yeah,
1: and they get to the front of the line though if you're in a scooter, so that's one upside to being in a scooter. <laughs> you know,
0: with, with those scooters too, you floor it, you're going five miles an hour. That's fast. It's like uh, you got those, you get those big horns too that sound like Mack trucks when you're behind them. You're like, nah. yeah. And if you look back and it's and it's a 98 year old grandmother. I always wanted to get in front of your line. Thanks <laughs>
1: Yeah, but one of the things get, I'm gonna get slack for saying that. <laughs> I know, Kevin. You're gonna get us uh, off the air, man. What's up with that? Stop making fun of the elderly.
2: Yeah, our our yeah, man, our ratings are gonna drop. <laughs> the retirement homes. <laughs> I'm just playing. What about you, Chris? But, uh one of the things that I like about Hallie is like she's breaking the, the traditional stereotype of like the Christian beauty queen. Mm-hmm. They think that she's some trophy wife, all she does is work out. But no, that's hardly the case. She's a single mom with three kids. Yeah. You know, and she works
0: and, and she, she works does out all
2: this. Yeah, and she does all this <laughs> stuff on top of giving out all these shoes. So I'm just like, dang, super lady. Yeah. You know, do your thing. You're you're not just laying back taking taking uh, you know, like dynasty like soap opera <laughs> portraits all day, like they would, would imagine like the he went back to <laughs> Dynasty.
0: That's, that's my era.
1: Nobody knows that. what Dynasty is like, anymore, man. Yeah, man, I must it's be pretty old. Pretty much the nine four
2: nine, like uh, Laguna Hills stereotype. You know, house size of the OC. That's yeah. totally not her life. Uh, she, seat, she's though. doing it, and she's doing it for the right reason. And so, yeah. So when people find out, like all the things that she does, you know, win the crown, you know, with the, with the title of the Miss Law Beach, it's totally cool, man. And I totally support her. Uh, Derek, any last
1: thoughts? Yeah, just to that end, you know, I, this is my ignorance in terms of beauty queen. So I'm not sure, like Miss America and all that, the beauty pageants. I'm not sure what's required of them after the fact. Yeah. I only know, uh, you know, after the fact with the Long Beach community, and so you know, with with Hallie and and anyone else who is crowned Miss Long Beach or Mrs. Long Beach or Miss Long Beach or what have you. You know, it's not like you get this crown and a couple, couple, you know couple of thousand dollars or whatever, there's requirements that you have to serve for a year in her case, mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, she had to go on two years, but you have yeah. to serve in community, you know, you have to do community service. You have to show yeah. up at, you know, Cat is the organization that puts this together. Uh, shout outs to Justin Rudd, but you know, he, you know, he puts on these community service events throughout the year and each pageant queen, they have to appear at those Yeah those 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 community outreaches, and whether it's a beach cleanup or whether it's serving like the you know the 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 dog pounds and the, the you know the the animal shelters and such like that, whatever they have going on through his community the pageant the beauty pageants have to serve they have to show up they have to serve, and again, it goes along i would say with you know alongside her DNA of wanting to serve the community through compassion and care and so to to be able to to know what you're signing up for aside from competing and aside from being crowned, knowing that after the fact you have to do all these things as part of yeah. your requirement to fulfill the beauty queen uh, is amazing that, that she knew going into it, that she would have to serve, you know, at, I mean, at least once a month, if not more, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'd say that it, it's, it's going into this competition, knowing that there's work to be done afterwards, you know, outside of just, you know, I've never seen a Miss Long Beach pageant or anything like that. So I'm not sure what kind of competition there was, if it was like a swimsuit yeah. or like a, you know, oh, yeah. or whatnot. But you know, she had to, you know, knowing that after the competition, she would serve, I think it was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, any last thoughts from you, Kevin?
0: Just that the whole picture, like Derek was explaining it, it to to think about it again, you have a goal-oriented person that looks at this whole thing and, and there's a lot more to it than just the show or the pageant. There's things afterward that you think about. And I wanted to also mention, I watched a video today about the U.S. presidents and the very fact that there's a lot of people that would say they want to aspire to be president because of all the perks. And this video talked about Ronald Reagan since, said one time, way back in the '80s, that he felt like he was a, a in a gilded cage mm. when he was in the White House, and I thought that's unusual or that's interesting because all he wanted to do was to walk down the street like a normal person and go to a store and look at a magazine, and he realized I can't do that. Yeah, I just want to be normal, and it talked about how President Barack Obama it took like almost an act of Congress for him to be able to go outside and go down and get a burger
1: yeah, or play basketball.
0: And there's a lot, (laughs) there's just ways where they can't do that in it. And you think about there could be people that say, well, I want to run for miss long beach because it looks like it's a cush shop. It looks like it is because you're out there serving, but Hallie is an example of there there's work to be done after you get the title Mm -hmm. the title it's just one step to the means to an end so i really applaud her because she used her position as a place to encourage others and to bring this situation to light and look at what she's done because she took a step yeah yeah uh yeah
2: so in closing my thing is is learning that how long I, I found out, Derek, that you had asked her to do the interview the year previous or the, the season previous. Right. And, and then I found out that she's, you know, she's she gets shy. And so for her to be able to show the courage to do the interview, which she did amazingly awesome. I yes. just want to say thanks, Hallie, you know, for being an introvert, knowing that this was going to make you uncomfortable. And not only did you do that, you took the preparation to answer all these questions. And yeah, you took a big leap of faith. And so I just like to say thanks. And I know that from our side, this is not the last interview you're doing because his, his little feet are doing big things. And yeah, we might just be a big step for you guys to step on over us and just keep doing your thing. So thank you, Hallie, for showing the courage. And yeah, you slayed the giant with this uh with this interview. So yeah, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, great job, Hallie. And thank hey, thank you guys for tuning in once again. As we said at the top of the show, it is officially June, which means we have just a few more weeks left of season two. And of course, as we have been announcing over the past couple weeks, we're going to take a couple months off. Stay tuned for the bonus episodes that we're going to launch during our break. And then you can catch us again with season three at the end of the year. So stay tuned for that. But thank you again for tuning in. Thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you hit hit that subscribe button. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Instagram at breathe.podcast. And of course, don't forget, we also have our official face group page and look out uh, for that as well. We're going to continue these conversations online. Make sure you chime in. Love those
0: conversations. Love asking the questions and love getting the responses and love just interacting with people. And they just realize that I really do tell dumb jokes.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're Led Zeppelin, a whole
1: lot of love. That's okay. right. And so thank you for all that. Um, and of course, if you're moved in any way, jump on the the team of producers for this show at the Patreon page, uh, forward slash Derek Enjoy. And as we say every single week, until next time, be the light, extend your hand in love, and make peace with someone this upcoming week. Stay blessed and we'll catch you next time. Peace, y'all.